Hey, Hello. what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of uh, Uncommon Sense Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Tony. We're rolling into another episode this week in another installment in a, in my interview series that I'm that I'm doing. So uh, this this show is going to be a little bit different than the last interview, uh, but I, we're going to stay in the same vein, and we're going to talk about something that I think. It is a topic that is really misunderstood uh, in the church. And so I got uh, my good brother, it's uh, the preaching machine, Prophet Aaron McCray, is joining me uh, today. And uh, we're going to chop it up and uh, see if we can make uh, some sense of this prophetic gift and, you know, how it's uh, how it should be working in the church and how it's currently working in the church and and we're gonna we're gonna talk about some you know some 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 pretty interesting aspects of it so aaron how you doing this morning man i'm doing well this morning my friend i'm doing well all is well and getting better how are you doing today i'm doing great man i I really appreciate you joining me and uh getting in in the mix uh with the podcast today so um you are uh, Aaron, Aaron is uh, you, you somebody that I met uh, last year uh, through you know our mutual mutual uh, <laughs> acquaintances uh, to uh, Pastor Reed and uh, the family uh, as it were and uh, you and I have gotten to know each other uh, over the last you know uh, year or so and um, I just you know I appreciate your gifting uh, the call on your life and uh, just you know, you being an overall good brother, and so um, when I decided to to have a a show along these lines, uh, I wanted to get you involved to get your input. So, um, so what I do is uh, you can give you know give get tell the people a little bit about yourself, um, how you you know what I know we 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 had a conversation where we talked about your you know how you got started in in recognizing the call into not just ministry but the prophetic aspect of ministry uh and we'll get into all of that so um yeah man just just you know give us give us give us a little taste to kick it off well brother kevin thank you uh, so much for uh inviting me to uh this time frame to have this dialogue i appreciate it and of course uh a big shout out to your uncle marlon uh, of course, oh, also yeah. known as Pastor Reed, uh, uh-huh. we met uh, to your mom and to your dad, who have become very dear in my life, and to our other brethren uh, that we um, have fellowship with in the things of God uh, in our group, uh, that we're able to uh, just in- encourage one another, sharpen one another, strengthen one another, and uh, um, just glad to be connected. Uh, but, yes, sir. Uh, the call to ministry came to my life very early uh, and I know that some people uh, everybody's different some people discover the call of God on their lives or they come into the call of God in their lives as they go uh, through life uh, I discovered and knew the call of God in my life very early to preach however I did not know that God had called me to the prophetic ministry until I was much older um, Okay, and that within itself was, it was and still is its own journey and uh, I knew I was called to preach. I had a desire to preach as a kid. I knew that was just, that was what I was called to do. 
Uh, but then as I got older, uh, just certain uh, spiritual gifts began to manifest in my life. I was always drawn to the supernatural. I was always drawn to healing. Uh, I was always drawn to uh, prophetic ministry. I was always drawn to those things. And when the different men and women of God would come, that would move and that would flow in that type of anointing, I always want, I didn't even want to go to children's church. I always wanted to be right, right. Uh, where those men and women of God were because uh, I was drawn to that. I had desire for that. And so mm-hmm. uh, and when I was younger, um, I had this, um, and it, it takes other people that, that were around when I was younger that, that would say it, but um, the Lord would use me uh, in tongues and interpretation. The Lord would use me uh, in uh, prophecy wow. uh, when I was younger. And it, of course, it didn't happen all the time. It happened, you know, uh, sporadically. It happened here and there. Um, but it was something that was happening uh, as I was um, growing up, especially as I got more into my teenage years. The Lord was using me in that regard. And of course, being in a home where I saw my mother and father move in that uh, type of anointing mm-hmm. also. So I was around it. Uh, a lot. I was around it more so, and so I was able then to see it operate at home and at church, and so the Lord was able to really uh, cause that to come into manifestation in my life, again, not knowing that that's right. what I was called uh, to do. I was just being open to the Holy Spirit, just being open to spiritual gifts. Um, right. But one of the things that I began to discover is that people saw my passion and my boldness and my radicalness, and they just said that that was that was just an evangelist anointing and i mm-hmm. understood what they were saying and, and i and i and i can concur to that to a certain certain degree but as i got older and as i began to study uh, the ministry of the prophet uh and as i began to study how the prophets function even in in the scripture uh, i began to see that 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 type of of passion that type of boldness is what god gave them in order for them to fulfill the assignment and the call that he had given them and right. so uh, it wasn't until I was about 18 years old and I was doing a revival uh, in, a, in another city and I was ministering and I was flowing and doing what I had normally been doing because I started preaching at 14. Um, you know, it was the other people that were there uh, that were able to identify uh, the gift of God in that area. And they began to call me prophet. Now, of course, I battled with that and I fought with that for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't, you know, it was years upon years because I looked at other people and I said, well, I don't flow like them. I look at other people and I said, no, I don't function like them. So it was a battle for many years to really uh, embrace uh, that call and that purpose of God in my life. But it was, but as I kept moving forward, other prophets and apostles would come and that I would come in contact with and they would lay hands on me, they would minister to me and they would begin to affirm that particular call of God on my life. And so uh, it wasn't something that I just outright embraced altogether. It wasn't even something that I labeled myself. Uh, it was something that other people saw and other seasoned ministry gifts were able to affirm. And as I began to uh, pursue an understanding of what that call and that function looked like, uh, and specifically right. how that call and function operates within uh, my life and how God has anointed, how he's gifted and graced me, then I was able then uh, to embrace that and allow God to uh, settle my heart in that so that way I would be able to function uh, by God's grace in that particular call and that function so that way I would be mm-hmm. able to know and to move into my fit for the body of Christ. Got you. So while you were talking i just was thinking about you know when i was growing up uh in the apostolic church and 
gifts of the spirit stopped at you know praying in the holy ghost there was no manifestation of you know word of knowledge word of wisdom prophetic gift giftings did not manifest there were no healing miracles none of that stuff happened and so growing up in church in the church that we grew up in you know that stuff was kind of looked down upon you know um bible college was was a joke it was you know we used to watch I, i remember you know as a kid i used to watch uh benny hen on uh on tbn back in the day when tbn first got started and i thought it was funny what he was doing when he would lay hands on people i'm talking when i was like you know eight nine ten years old i thought it was funny what he was doing because it was so unfamiliar to me and it was not discussed and touched on in our church at all that you know i'm like what is this like this guy is like touching people and they falling out you know he's speaking to them and you know saying the stuff about them he, he you know he doesn't know who they are and that stuff was just not it, it was you know that was the frame of mind that I that I came up in and it wasn't until I got away from that church when I when I graduated from high school I moved to Atlanta for college and I got out on my own and I was basically untethered from those voices in that church and it was just me and God and I had to you know figure out my spiritual positioning for myself and you know because I looked at my uncle Marlon as a as a role model and a a spiritual uh, role model you know I would lean on him quite a bit and you know ask him questions and you know kind of talk with him about some of the things that I was struggling with being on my own Um, because I didn't you know I figured that and this is this is not a knock on my mom and dad but I figured if I talked to them I would get more of the same of what, you know, we had gotten foundationally growing up. And I wanted something different because I always felt that there was something else out there. And so, you know, he started giving me books to read and, uh, you know, tapes and stuff to check out. And I started hearing and seeing all these different things. And, and then I started seeing, you know, you know, even in the churches that I was attending, as a college student in Atlanta, it, there was no authenticity in those services at all. I mean, even less so than the church that I grew up in. And so I started really just thinking like, God, you know, this cannot be the limitations of how you operate. This, 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 this can't, it can't be it. And so there became a hunger for more, uh, and, in a lot of ways that hunger for more made me you know it fostered some animosity towards you know how I had been raised in church and I felt like you know I had been kept from from some things that were out there and so you know God dealt with me about that and you know I finally got to a place where I was like you know what they're just limited in their you know they're limited in in their desire in their hunger for God and it made me adopt a mindset of when you're in a relationship with somebody that you love and you're supposed to love this person and know this person and you start to look at them and say 
you know, if if there's more, as much as I love this person now, if there was more to know about this person than I know right now, wouldn't wouldn't I want to know that? And you know, my answer was yes. So it kind of pushed me into the deeper things. And so, you know, this move that that had a reemergence, you know, the the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, it was intriguing to me and but I also there were a lot there was a lot of misuse happening uh I felt like you know just a lot of it didn't feel right in terms of the way you know it was it was coming across in operation but I didn't I didn't speak on it because it wasn't a gift that I operated in so I felt like you know what let me just kind of stay in my lane and yield to the people that know what they're talking about. And so my frame of mind is, you know, I'm always feeling like I can't be the only person that has these questions, uh, but they just don't have an arena where they can ask from a reliable source and get, you know, some in-depth answers and not just somebody that's going to say, you know, uh, oh, it's just my gifting. You know, it's not, it's not for me to reveal these these things that have been revealed to me and and try to get some deep, you know, stupid glossed over churchy answer that really doesn't give anybody any direction at all. So, just you know, over the course of your your ministry, you know, how would you explain to somebody who is, you know? new at this you just say for instance somebody's newly saved they just gave their life to christ and um we're coming into the early stages of discipleship we had a discussion about this uh, a little while ago but how would you how would you explain prophetic ministry on a basic like 101 level if you could and this is for the people that are listening that really have no idea at all what it is well, basically, prophetic ministry, uh, what it is, it is the uh, the mind of God being spoken forth through the lips of men. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is the mind of God being spoken forth through the lips of men uh, that will bring the counsel of the Lord, uh, that will bring um, healing, uh, that will bring right. restoration, uh, that speaks forth the plans and the purposes of God. Uh, that is what the prophetic ministry in a, in a basic format, those are things that it will do. Of course, according to First Corinthians chapter 14, to edify, to exhort, and to comfort, uh, which will bring forth a supernatural edification in the life of those that hear uh, you know, or those who receive or recipients of prophetic ministry. That is an aspect that is uh, very much needed. Uh, to be discussed in this day and time, uh, but right. but it is it is the mind of God that is spoken forth, uh, the plan of God, the counsel of God, uh, the prophetic ministry is a, uh, and I've been saying this lately in the services that I've been ministering in, prophetic ministry is a supernatural therapy for people, mm. um, mm-hmm. and, and the reason why I say that is because um, within the aspect of I'm trying not to get. I'm trying to keep this as basic as, a, as simple as I can, uh, mm-hmm. I, I can I can get get a little 
uh, technical certain things. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But um, within the aspect of God's love and his care and his concern for us, the problems, the shames, the pains, the brokenness, all the different complexities and issues of life, uh, that have that are real in our human experience and our human existence. Um, you know, there 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 is a grace and a love of God to be able to minister to those areas of our lives. Uh, and those things are not a replacement. Um, and I got to say that they're not a replacement for discipleship. They're not a replacement uh, for sitting under uh, pastoral ministry. They're not a replacement for right. studying your Bible and praying and seeking God yourself. But what God does do with those gifts of the spirit and those functions and operations of the supernatural working of prophetic ministry, what they do is they bring forth a supply of that healing and that restoration to your life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And when people go and they get therapy uh, in the medical field, that that is bringing forth a um, a changing of their lives in that area where they need to have help in. Well, that's what God right. wants to do. God wants to transform us, amen? God wants to heal yes, us. Right. He wants to deliver us. He wants to set us free. And he wants us uh, to experience the power of his love. And one of the ways that we experience the power of God's love is when God um, comes into our space, so to speak, supernaturally, and he begins to deal with the areas of our lives by his spirit and by his power that the devil would use to keep us in bondage, keep us in darkness, keep us in pain, keep us in brokenness, uh, keep us uh, in, in all types of emotional and spiritual distress. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. God's love wants to break those things and give us a testimony of the reality of his grace. And so right. I, I, I believe that uh, when, when real prophetic ministry is in operation, it will be therapeutic to people, and which is one of the reasons why, and I hope I'm not getting too far, uh, by saying this, which is one of the reasons why there's such a perversion of it in this hour. Which is one of the reasons why uh-huh. there's such an overbalanced extreme of it. Because wherever there is a genuine of, the devil has a counterfeit form. And so yes. the devil has a counterfeit and has a a bastardizing and a perversion mm-hmm. of <laughs> the operation of prophetic ministry because it has a God-ordained spiritual therapeutic operation to bring people to a place of, of healing uh, in their emotions and healing in their spirit uh, healing in their minds uh, it, has the, it has the ability to do that because every operation of God's spirit supernaturally is supposed to bring us to a place of closeness to God and the more that we come closer to God, the more those things in our lives begin to fall off, the more those things begin to break off. Right. So as God begins to work in our lives, even through prophetic ministry, as he begins to speak to our lives uh, through the operation of this supernatural flowing, it is going to bring forth the reality of God's love. Of course, we recognize that God loves us, uh, but then right. those are times when we specifically experience the love of God tangibly. The, the operation mm-hmm. of the prophetic ministry, what it does, it allows people to experience a tangible expression of the love of God. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. And that in it in you could present that what you just said, a tangible uh, experience of the love of God. Uh, you could present that. And then that introduction of what you just said can can segue into so many conversations in terms of how it should operate how it should feel 
how it should make you feel. You said it's, it's spiritual therapy, in which I agree with that. So, uh, because I've been the benefactor of prophetic ministry, and you know, I know when it felt right, and I know when you know it, uh, it, it was spot on, not just for me or for but for the people around me. And so, to to the people who are out there. Um, it's two two different directions I want to go in um, that are the the opposite end of the spectrum of what you just what you just described as what prophetic ministry should be in correct use. So first, let's go here. And I think when I ask this question, it may even segue into the other aspect of where I want to go. Make the distinction for people that just aren't sure on the difference between prophetic ministry and fortune telling or uh, psychic readings for the most part if you can okay that that I think that's a very uh, good um, observation that needs to be made and um, and to answer that uh, the difference between prophetic ministry and psychic operation is that prophetic ministry number one is the the inspiration or the force or the power behind prophetic mm-hmm. ministry is the Holy Spirit himself. Right. He is mm-hmm. the he is the he is the source of prophetic ministry. So and what prophetic ministry does, prophetic ministry always speaks of the nature and the counsel and the working of Christ to bring whatever it is that God wants to do in that person's life into that person's life by 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 the utterance of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, what happens is there is an operation of the word of knowledge uh, which deals with things that have happened in the past or things that is happening now. So it's a revelation of things that have happened in the past or things that are happening now. It's a supernatural revelation from the Holy Spirit. And then there's an operation of the word of wisdom which is supernatural revelation of the Holy Spirit that reveals the things which are to come. Many times when the word of wisdom is in operation, uh, there will be instructions that will come forth uh, with the word of wisdom as uh, there's a revealing of those things which are to come. Uh, But then those things uh, are packaged uh, through or in many times in a prophetic utterance, in a a word, uh, in a declaration uh, coming from the the functioning and operation of the Holy Spirit, because prophecy is a vocal gift or a vocal manifestation of the Spirit, so it can contain mm-hmm. words of wisdom and words of knowledge uh, in 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 its in its um, in its substance uh, in its content. Uh, and so, what that does is is that always speaks forth uh, the nature of God, the nature of Christ. Uh, it's always going to be in alignment with the Word of God. It's always going to be something that's going to push a person and point a person and steer a person in the direction of the cross, in the direction right. of God's truth, in the direction of God's love, in the direction of God's Word. It's always mm-hmm. going to be centered around the reality of the person and the nature and the work of Jesus Christ, because Jesus is right. the Word. The Spirit and the Word agree. So the Holy Spirit is not going to speak contrary to who the person and the nature of Christ is. All right. Absolutely. And so uh, when you're dealing with somebody that's operating by a psychic operation and fortune telling, 
you're dealing with somebody that's operating in familiar spirits, the source mm, of yep. that of that uh, uh, spirit, the source uh, behind that is demonic activity. Um, yes. Because there are demons that are that are that are in operation that are that are familiar with people's lives, and so they will give uh, people who are operating by psychic operation. They will give them uh, information that's been uh, demonically solicited. And mm-hmm. so when that spirit of divination is in operation, what it will do, it will always bring that person to a place to where they're always going to keep wanting to know more of their future, but they'll never be fulfilled. Yes. Yep. See, when the Holy Spirit is in operation, he brings a fulfillment. He brings a settling. He brings a comfort. He brings a, a an inner uh, um, satisfaction of God's presence and joy and peace in the life of the individual. But when the in other words, there's there's closure, right? But when yeah. the psychic is in operation, it always leaves the person with this desire uh, to want to know more about mm-hmm. something esoterically, and then they're always going to be pimped to be able to get yeah. the information. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, and so, and so that that spirit of the psychic, that spirit of divination, uh, what it does is it, it, it gives you enough information to get you hooked. So that way you can come, keep coming back uh, to be a victim of merchandising. Yes. Yep. Because uh, <laughs> it will always be after your wallet. It will always be after your always. money. Always. Yeah. But it will never yeah. give you answers that's going to point you in a direction that's going to have your life be filled with peace, with joy, with long suffering, uh, with gentleness, kindness. It'll never put your life in a place to where uh, you come into a greater awe and reverence of who God is because when the Holy Spirit is manifesting himself, he's always going to bring us to a greater reverence and honor and mm-hmm. awe of who God is, who Jesus Christ is. But when these other spirits are in operation, these psychic spirits, these spirits of divination, uh, these spirits right. of witchcraft and sorcery, they're always going to bring you to a place where you're going to give more credence to the, the individual, to their right. words and, and, and seeking them out and, 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 and doing what they say according to uh, this perverted um, operation of, 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 of spiritual things uh, that will always bring you to the place of never really satisfying uh, your heart, mm-hmm. never yep. satisfying, never bringing that, bringing that fulfillment. And so uh, it's fortune telling. It's it's prognosticating. It's it's always yep. it, 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 it's it's never giving you uh, the the understanding. See, the Holy Spirit. Uh, it, the Bible talks about the sevenfold spirits of God. The spirit of one and one of those attributes of, of of the Holy Spirit is the spirit of understanding. Yes. See, but when the psychics are in operation, they're not really trying to give you understanding. And it's, not, and it's not an understanding that brings forth, again, a fulfillment. It's an understanding. It's a false understanding. It's artificial. It's, right. it's, it's, it's not substantial. And so when divination is an operation, again, it is not being operated in by the Holy Spirit. The, the source of that is the devil. The source of that is demonic mm-hmm. power, demonic spirits. And, 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 it's, and its objective is to deceive you, even though the information may seem accurate. Right. Yeah. It's going to deceive. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> while you were while you were talking, and and my you know my mind is racing, but it's in my mind, prophetic ministry is also supposed to confirm or redirect what 
that particular person has been praying for in their own lives in terms of uh you know it's speaking to speaking to certain situations it's not to me it's not you know there's something there in terms of uh you know when you start like okay so if you if we're in a service i'm i'm <clears throat> just kind of describing something here in my mind if we're in a service and you know there's a there's somebody who's operating prophetic ministry and they call me out in the service and they say you know uh, your name is Kevin and I say yeah that's right and I don't know this person and they said you live in they said you know the Holy Spirit is telling me that you live in North Carolina Charlotte to be exact and I'm like okay these are these are connections that are being made to prove that you know uh, the, 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 the gift is gaining traction in building and, and put me in a position to be able to receive what's coming down the pipeline and 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 when i'm if i'm wrong stop me because i'm just i'm i'm just this is just me kind of spitballing and so as i'm talking to this person and they say the holy spirit says you have been dealing with x y and z and wondering about a b and c and if it's something that I've been praying about and seeking God about and they bring that forth as a confirmation and they say the Holy Spirit is saying that God is going to do this or God is going to God is saying that this is what he wants to happen. So it's either something that confirms what I've been praying about, what I've been spending my spending time in prayer seeking God about or it's going to redirect where I am to say I should be praying about something. I, be, I should be praying in a different way. Is that? Is that? Am I? Am I close? Am I? Am I hot or cold? I, I think that there is a lot of um, good things that you said in that, uh, because I do believe that there is a an aspect of that uh, that is uh, that is true. But then there is another side, another aspect, another component to this uh, that sometimes. Um, people uh, may not be aware of and even in this mm -hmm. component that I'm getting ready to speak on uh, it still needs to be judged and I really hope that we really get into that because prophecy mm -hmm. needs to be judged mm -hmm. yeah we will I plan where, on going there because we, we have a whole lot of, of, of stuff going on and people just fall and pray to it without getting some real understanding um, which of right. course is the reason why we're talking uh, on this podcast today um, but uh I believe that the majority of the time when prophetic ministry or, or is, in, is in operation and uh, people are being ministered to prophetically, uh, and especially in a service, um, the majority of the time, I do believe that what's going to be told to them is going to be confirming. I do believe mm -hmm. that. However, mm -hmm. there's also a component or an operation of what we would call new words things that okay. people have never even considered that's on the mind of God that he has not revealed mm -hmm. to them previously but God wants them to know now right now that has to be judged because there are times when uh, there may be something that you never thought about and it was the furthest thing from your mind but it's but, but somebody is able uh, to communicate that to you uh, by way of prophetic utterance and um it doesn't mean that you discard or you reject it. It means that you just put it on the shelf 
Um, mm-hmm. You put it on the shelf. You take it to uh, your pastors. You take it to your your the elders of your church. You take it to those who are in spiritual leadership in your life, and you present it before them, and you let them help you pray over that and watch over that word. Um, because there's been times where I've said things to people um, that they didn't even think about. And um, I wasn't thinking about it either. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it seemed strange and it seemed off the wall or whatever. But later right. on down the road, it came into manifestation. Wow. See, it came into manifestation. Wow. And so uh, we, we have to know that, yes, there are confirming words. And I do believe that the majority of the time, confirming words will be uh, the operation that, that will take place. But then there's also times where there will be new words that will be spoken. And sometimes mm-hmm. what happens is people are only, uh, they're only looking at it just being confirmation that they miss it. There's other things that God wants to let them know that he might not reveal to them in their time of prayer. He might not reveal right. that to them, you know, and, and it does not mean that it's not God. Amen. It just means that, that, that we just have to hear it. Amen. And just bring it back before the Lord. Say, okay, Lord, this is what was told to me. Now, Lord, I'm going to pray over this and I'm going to, you know, seek your, your counsel concerning this. I'm going to bring some to, to my leadership in my church. And then, you know, I'm going to leave it, leave it there. And so right. that's how people, that's how people stay safe. Even when they get new words. Yes. I'm going to say that again. That's how people stay <laughs> safe. Even when they get new words, because what happens is because we live in a day where people are prophetic junkies, when they hear something yeah. new, they automatically go in that direction. Yes. And see, yep. immaturity will have you going in a direction that you're necessarily to go in. Amen. Yeah. And so Amen. what begins to happen is, I'm sorry, I, 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 feel, I feel like I was in church at that moment. Go ahead. <laughs> and so <laughs> what, what begins to happen is, is then, then people start becoming very... Um, they start, they start, they start moving sporadically, and they just start doing things uh, off of a whim because prophet so and so said this, and I got to do this, I got to do that, and you have people that are waiting now uh, for years, mm-hmm. and nothing has happened. Now, I do believe that there are times when new words, even confirming words, come forth that it may take a process of time before those things come to pass. I've seen that happen, right? But I also know people that have heard words being given been given to them by, by prophets that have not happened and they're not going to happen and those people are sitting there just waiting on the fulfillment of that and the things that they need to be doing for God the things that they should be doing for God are being left undone right the because their focus be is misdirected in. yeah right because their focus is misdirected and so their lives are falling apart in one area in what God has already given clear revelation and clear understanding in through the word, through sound doctrine, through sound teaching, uh, through uh, the example of, of the leaders that they have in their lives. Uh, those are things that they need to be doing and focusing on and making sure that they are proficient and mature in those things. Uh, they leave those things undone. But the, but the stuff that, that they believe is, and normally this, the, the stuff that they're going after is, I'm ready to get in trouble here now, bro. Is things that are mag- that things that are that are that are magnanimous, things that are yeah. grand about them being mm-hmm. millionaires and about them <laughs> uh, being great and wonderful. See, right. See, so that, that's what a lot of times people get tripped up when it comes to new words. That's what that's what happens when down people get tripped up when they start hearing stuff that relates to grandeur and, and being big and stuff being uh, um, 
you know, great and grand. That's how mm-hmm. people get, get, start getting mixed up and start going in the wrong direction. So, but there, but there is a component. There is a component of new words that do, that that does happen that the prophet may speak into a person's life that that person might not have even thought about. Um, I remember one time I was ministering in a in a in a in a youth retreat one time, and man, I mm-hmm. tell you, I, and this has only happened maybe two times, maybe two or three times in my whole life. I've been ministering over twenty years. Maybe it happened only three, maybe three times. And if I'm saying three, that that may be uh, uh, that may be much, but at least okay. two or three times uh, where and it's, a, and, it's, and, it's a, and it's a small setting at that, it's a small setting where the presence of God was so thick in that room you could cut it with a knife. Mm. Mm-hmm. And and again, in the small mm. setting, in, the, in this small setting that I'm going to talk about, in these small settings, that the Lord allowed me to minister to everybody in their prophetic. Mm-hmm. Listen, and I'm saying this facetiously, but if a cat or a dog would have would have came in that, <laughs> they would have got a word. But uh, the the man that was the gentleman that is that is the uh, in this one occasion that I'm thinking of that's the pastor of this church. Um, uh, I ministered his son was younger than I ministered his son about uh, him concerning athletics, and at that time. Uh, he, that boy had no inclination, no athletic ability, nothing in him said athlete, mm-hmm. nothing right? not a thing nothing <laughs> nothing so you know, now, what, now what his father didn't do, now his father didn't confront me and say I was wrong so that, and see right. that's where sometimes wisdom and that's another thing that we have to allow, allow to work too, his father didn't confront me and say I was wrong, his father he just kind of waited and he waited. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a few years. Then him, his father, and I were talking one day, and um, and he said, you know, he said, you know, he said, I, I thought remember that you so, spoke to my son over my son that that word. He said, I thought you had missed it, but lo and behold, now he's playing soccer. Now he's doing this, and now he's doing that, and now. Mm-hmm. See, just because the word had to mature. Right, just because that wasn't something that they had ever thought of, and it didn't match what was going on with their son at that moment, that does not mean that that was not, you know, that was not what was going to happen. And God wanted to reveal it in that manner. Mm-hmm. And so it could be. I'm not saying it is. It could be. Uh, of course, the glory all goes to God, and, and, and all praise and honor goes to Him because you know ultimately it, it's, it's 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 His operation. Amen. But. Right. It could be that God permitted it for it to be done that way to teach that father something, to show something to that father. Yes. Yes. See, every 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 manifestation of God brings forth an understanding of who he is. And sometimes even in ministry, sometimes when we've been in the church so long and we think that we've got God figured out, or not necessarily think that we've got God figured out, but we think that we have a, a good handle on spiritual gifts or the understanding of how they operate. Sometimes God will God will throw a curve in there to teach us we don't know all that we think that we know. Sometimes right. he will do that just to prove himself to us so that way we can truly stand back and say, what an awesome God you are. Yes. Yep. Yes. So so now you said something that I wanted to key in on, and it kind of ties into it's two, two things that, you, that, that jumped out at me while you were talking. So... I think one of the other sides of prophetic ministry that I think 
um, gets overlooked and gets pushed to the background is the correction aspect of prophetic ministry. Um, to the degree that, and this is not something that I feel like is is, is like a public thing. I think, um, you know, because I don't think, you know, God is not into public shaming. Uh, right. Or, you know, there, you know, now there is a such thing as open rebuke, but, uh, but the correction aspect of it, and I'm, and I'm saying that to say, because you kind of touched on something where you said that a lot of these prophetic words need to be judged. These, these new words need to be judged. And while you were talking, I was having flashbacks of watching, you know, TBN, you know, the word network, the inspiration network, all of these channels that would have these, uh, these, um, quote unquote prophets on the show and everything that they prophesied was you're getting this or God is giving you this and it was all something that was tangible tied to finance and money you're going to break through God's going to give you a car I see right. you uh, the Lord giving you uh, a mansion you know uh, I see you guys God is going to bring you a husband or a wife that's going you know you know X, Y, and Z and it's all these great things that you know i kind of after a while i kind of got tired of hearing that because i'm like these people are all saying the same thing over and over again these regurgitated words that everybody's getting the car you know and that they you know speak a word over the entire audience the studio audience and i'm like everybody in here is not getting ready to walk out of here and walk into this grand magnificent blessing that these people are saying and i just it didn't line up and so I always felt like, you know what, there was a time when these prophets would give a word to people and they would stop them from doing something. Or mm -hmm. it was a, a, a word of warning, like, you know, if you don't stop, this will be this will be your reward for the path that you're on right now. And so I want to talk, I want to kind of jump into the aspect of how prophetic ministry is being misused in the prop in, uh, in the uh in the body of christ today um the the whole itching ears of people are looking for what you said what you touched on about how somebody would get a word that's not necessarily for them it's not necessarily from the lord and they'll key in on that word and spend time waiting for it to manifest for years where the work that their hands should be doing is not being maintained or managed and so what what are some of the biggest uh <laughs> i'm trying to find the right word to, to say that's that's what are some of the biggest like offenses that you see the biggest you know uh culprits without naming names and scenarios and stuff we can talk about scenarios what are some of the biggest right. scenarios that you've seen that you know you just kind of make you cringe like this is not this is not what this gift is operating in. This is not, they kind of say, well, this is wrong. You know, the, the stuff that you flood out, not of God. Like, like give some examples of some of the things that you've seen um, in and out of services that we can kind of go in this direction now. Well, um, I mean, that would be a whole podcast of itself. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because there has been such an abuse and misuse uh, concerning prophetic ministry and um, 
and it's been going on for years. It's nothing new. It's it's been going on. Right. And I believe uh, before I really get into those examples, I really believe that in the hour that we're in, um, that the Lord, the Lord is going to correct a lot of that stuff publicly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I believe so too. Now, now, this is a prophetic word now. Because of the extremity of the of the perversion of it, then there's going to have to be a strong public correction of it. Mm-hmm. And I believe yep. that the voices that are going to bring this public correction, hear me, some of them are going to be, some of them are going to be voices that we have heard, you know, that have been known in, in to a certain extent. Mm. But because those that were in the spotlight benefited from the perversion of this false operation of the prophetic ministry yes the correction and the challenging and the bringing forth the right understanding of it is going to come from people who do not have the limelight they don't have the notoriety they don't have the fame but they have the heart of God. I can bear witness with that. They yep. have they they, mm-hmm. they they have the heart of God, and they have a heart for God's people. And they are mm-hmm. uh, by the instruction of the Lord are going to have strategic and specific times to where they're going to address, where they're going to deal with, and where they're going to be in direct communication. Uh, with those who have been off uh, in these perverted operations of so-called prophetic ministry, and right. um, and there is going to be, uh, and we we've started to see some of it a little bit, uh, but uh, God is dealing with uh, in this hour. Uh, he's going to deal with the spirit of manipulation mm-hmm. as it relates to prophetic ministry, and uh, and, and and manipulation. In prophetic ministry has been in existence for a long time. This is nothing new. Right. This is the, these, right. these these things that have been uh, in operation that have uh, brought forth a perversion and misalignment and misappropriation of it have been going on for years. But mm-hmm. now we're in a time as we are moving towards the coming of the Lord. One of the operations that God's uh, power and His grace is going to be functioning in is to redirect people back to his truth back to yes. his heart back to uh, his desires and his will and one of the ways that he's going to do that is going to be by dealing with the false operation so that way people can embrace the genuine operation yes okay and so uh, and so uh, that 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 is a word from the Lord. Yeah, um, yeah, you heard it so, here on the podcast. <laughs> um, and so, uh, the manipulation piece is where I've seen the most uh, mishandling and mismanagement and and perversion as a risk of prophetic ministry. One instance that I can call to mind, and again, I'm not going to call names, but somebody who is uh, a famous, more famous voice of a prophet in, in our day and time 
I was in the service, mm-hmm. and uh, and um, he it was time for offering. And, and a lot of times, you'll see this perversion and this manipulation take place when it's time for money, when it's time for yeah. offering. <laughs> that's, right. that's the most when I when I've seen it. That's the right. Most. And um and uh, so and I watch people. I mean I watch people he calls a certain amount of money and I watch people, you know, I'm talking about ten thousand dollars one shot people were standing up to give. And um, I'm I, and I'm 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 I was there, I was sitting right there. I had a front row seat. Um, and then there was a pastor that came up uh, to give an offering. And he began to minister to the pastor, quote unquote, minister, uh, uh-huh. concerning the building fund. And he tells the pastor, the Lord said to sow half of the building fund. <laughs> Before I leave town. Something to that. Oh place. God. <laughs> okay. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, no, this joker did not tell this man. <laughs> I said, no, this man did not tell this man this. Oh my God. You can't make this stuff up. Um I mean I'm, I'm, brother, I'm telling you, I was there. I was there front and center. I was there. I had a front row seat. I was there, and um, and uh, the and the and the pastor uh, that was uh, hosting, allowing that event to be hosted at his church. I called him, and him and I talked. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I, I said, I hope that that pastor did not do that because, uh, you know. That money is earmarked. That that man has to yeah. give an account for that money. That's building fund money. That man has to give an account. For yeah, that. right. That man that he can't just do with that money what he what he desires to do with that money. That is the money that God's people have entrusted that church with to set aside, so that way those people can be able to get a, a an edifice that will allow them to be able to worship the Lord corporately in. All right. Those are targeted funds. It's targeted funds. Okay. It is. It is. It is not integrity for that man to go do something like that with that money. That's that. That would be. That would be. That would be a lack of integrity. But it's even mm-hmm. a greater lack of integrity, just as bad, for the prophet, so-called, to tell that man to give that money out of that account. Mm-hmm. See. That, that that that's 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 see this is the stuff, this is the yeah. stuff that people you know, um, you know these are things that are, that are happening with people, um, uh, the other abuses that I've seen and know of uh, is in extremes and perversions, uh, and wrong operations. Uh, you have people that what they'll do is they have photographic memory. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do is uh, uh, they're, they're going to people's churches. And so what they do is they're, they're friends with the with the pastor on social media. And uh, so what they'll do is they scroll through the pastor's social media and they and they look at the faces and the names of the people. And then when they get in the service, <laughs> they're so-called moving in a word of knowledge. They're so-called moving in a word of knowledge, calling <clears throat> people's names. And, uh, and, you know, people people put all their business on social media now. 
That's right. People put all that's right. their business on social media now, what you're saying, but that's what people do. And so these guys will scroll through these people's social media and, and, and look at that information and then go on these services and be calling this stuff out. And these people hear their names and hear what they got going on with you got and a son named this. Right, you got a daughter named this, and this is what's going and they getting all excited and they screaming and hollering and wanting to shout and, and fall out and you know, just just have themselves just a grand old time. Not knowing that that person has already gone on the social media page and then checked out their information and now gets up in the service and act like it's a it's a it's a word of knowledge that God has given. Or, or it's a prophetic utterance that God has given. No, that person, when it's tri- those, those are tricks. That's trickery. Yeah. That is that, trickery. That, 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 that is trickery. Another thing that I've seen, um, uh, and again, you know, with the money, is that, uh, and, and you can go on YouTube and see this yourself. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, this guy uh, was a uh, in this place and he had the people they were writing out the, the offering time and he had the people uh, close their eyes and you know why are you why are you sowing why are you getting ready to sow your seed you're getting ready to sow for the salvation of your family members so, call, so close, call, call out their names right now call out their names so while people have their eyes closed and they don't wrote the names on their checks and on their on the envelopes he walking around laying hands on them while they have their eyes closed call out their names and so then he's walking around laying hands on the people as they're doing that. So the people think that they're in this, this spiritual moment. <laughs> then when oh, no. he does that, he stands up and then he starts calling the names of people out. Well, you just read their checks. You just yes. read their envelope <laughs> names. And you heard them calling out the name of their daughter, their son, or their brothers, or whoever. That, but, and again, I can't make this stuff up. And I know this stuff is right. crazy. <laughs> But this is the stuff that's going on. And the sad thing is, these people still are in these conferences. These people have yep. a big followers on social media. These people are still being invited uh, to church events and the, and the certain things. And they still are able to garner a following of people. And the it's sad thing is, and the sad thing is, I'm going to say this, no matter how many times these people's con games get exposed, do you know that people will still follow them? They still follow them. Yeah, they, they still, still have so large social media followings. Yeah, they still have like so something happened here in uh, on the news last year. There was a big uh, there was a big deal with a certain uh, quote unquote prophetic voice where mm. he got ex- exposed. Um, he got caught on tape, you know, saying some stuff that was he basically. He, he got caught on tape and it was very mm-hmm. it was extremely damaging mm-hmm. and my wife and I talked about it and she said she said oh man if he wasn't done before this he's done now and I looked at him and I said no he ain't I said he ain't done I said these same people who follow his ministry and think that he's great and love him I said they're going to be right up in that service on Sunday morning like this didn't even happen Mm-hmm. I said because these people get tricked and they feel this connection that this can't be true or he must have missed it and it's it, it really is it's, it's sad uh, and it's pathetic and then there's a part of me that 
uh, Lord forgive me, that will say like, you know what? I don't feel sorry for these people who um, who who will will sit and be told, you know, misinformation. Find out that the person that they're attached to is constantly being caught and tripped up and being exposed for doing things that uh, are not true, and they still continue to follow them. And what? You know what? I've heard stories, man. I remember being a kid, hearing stories about, not being a kid, but I remember uh, hearing stories about pastors who would, you know, be, you know, they were, you know, uh, out on the evangelism field and they were getting caught in the pastor's office reading the sick and shut-in list before the service mm -hmm. so that they can go out when the service starts and start calling names out on the sick and shut-in list. And, and you know, uh, presenting it as a word of knowledge of what their sickness is, and you know, yep. trying to offer prayer for them. You know, just you know, yep. getting exposed and getting run out of churches. I've heard stories of uh, just you know. I think the most uh, egregious story, the craziest thing I've heard is you know, I've heard stories about pastors or preachers or these prophetic, quote unquote, prophetic voices who get caught taking DMT before a service. Yep. Yep. So that they can tap into some kind of spiritual, you know, they're trying to break open the pineal gland and tap into yep. some, you know, some breakthrough, the, the some fourth eye. wall dimension. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. They're trying to yep. look at and <clears throat> and it's not even a prophetic move at all. It's nope. something that's a fabrication. It's divination. And it's witchcraft. Yes. Yep. That's exactly exactly what it is. And people flock to it and they run to yep. it because it's exotic and it's sexy and you know it's just I'm I'm just I'm I'm really concerned about you know these people um, yeah and and the direction that they're going in is dangerous uh, and these are the people that I think need to be stopped and it's crazy right. because we had a conversation where we talked about after the election last year and mm -hmm. I told you I had a friend of mine who uh, he was very angry about these prophetic words that came up about the president being reelected and his feeling was every last one of these prophets that prophesied that Donald Trump would be reelected they need to be silenced and, and never heard from again. And I thought that was so extreme. And in my mind, I'm thinking, so these, this particular group of people, these are the ones that are a danger to the body of Christ. Not the ones that go into the churches week in and week out and are getting caught reading the sick and shut-in list or popping DMT. Or uh, I even heard a, a story years ago of a certain prophet. I don't hear his name at all anymore, but this guy used to stand, he used to make, uh, he used to do stuff in the service where he would call out the single women. And mm -hmm. the single women would stand up and he would, you know, give some kind of glossed over surface word over the single women, but it was all of the effort to know who he could target after the service. These right. are the women that I can go after and get them to come to the hotel room because they're single. And the, not him. He doesn't need to be stopped. It's the people who said that the president would be reelected. 
those are the ones that need to be shut down. So how do we draw the line in terms of who should be silenced and, and what voices need to be pushed to the forefront in terms of, you know, these legit, legitimate, authentic, you know, as we say, these authorized dealers in prophetic ministry that come come forward that can cut through like you said you think that you believe and I, I agree with that word that these people are going to start to be exposed to the level of manipulation that they're um, uh, you know holding over you know the body of Christ so with all of that you know how like what should be done like what do you think you know I know God is going to they're going to be judged by God and God is already judging some of them even if they're even being allowed to operate uh, now, even still, because uh, my mother said something to me years ago where she said she was in prayer and she asked the Lord why he was allowing some of these pastors to continue to operate when they were obviously in error. And she said the Holy Spirit came to her and said, because I'm not going to shut my altar down. And in her mind, that was his way of saying, because we still need to have uh, there still needs to be a space for these people to, op- to, 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 to operate so that they can be used. And it, it made me think about how, you know, Saul was fired even when he didn't know he was fired. He, he, his pink slip was in, you know, the, the anointing had lifted off of him. He didn't know it. He was still in operation, but he was on his way down. He was on the decline and didn't know it was coming. So that's what I kind of attributed to. So what, and I might be, I'm kind of going in, in a couple of different directions, but what should be done? What do you think is, what do you think is the, um, where's the hope in terms of how we overcome this? How we, how do we, do, or do we ever eventually get past this? Because I always think that there'll be a degree of people in the body of Christ that just want to hear this stuff that will make these people that are popular uh, in church. But what do you, what, what is your summation? There will always be, as you stated, those that will want to hear foolishness and foolish people. They have itching ears. Um, Mm -hmm. But I want to say, and maybe on another uh, time we can, uh, you know, um, just talk about the, um, how the prophetic ministry or the ministry of the prophet is not just personally prophesying to people um, mm-hmm. and I want to make sure that um, as I segue into answering the rest of your question that people understand that prophets don't just personally prophesy to people um, right. and unfortunately because that has been the uh, normal operation that has been seen by and large throughout the body of Christ uh, people don't know that the prophet according to the book of Ephesians chapter 4 is called to perfect is called to mature to equip the saints and so Mm -hmm. you don't equip people by personally prophesying to them right you equip people by teaching them by instructing them and so uh, when when they and that's and that's another way uh, that we're going to gain some uh, some some understanding and being able to really get some some truth in this is that when we come to understand the real purpose of the prophet's ministry the real purpose of the prophet's mm-hmm. ministry is not personal prophesying that is base right. level 
Yes. That is a base level. And that's all people think that the prophet is good for. And those people have really uh, been misinformed and they're immature in their understanding. And so uh, it's time that the prophets, real prophets, seasoned prophets, stand up and begin to teach people and tell people this is not all that we do. Just like the president doesn't only just give press conferences. Right. You know, right. Uh, the city officials don't just give uh, a press conferences. There are things that they do uh, that are not uh, press conferences. There are things that they do that, that, that actually coincide with the full function of their of what they're doing it's the same same way with the prophet's ministry and so uh that has to be that has to be known and that is going to have to be echoed that's going to have to be um talked about consistently in order for us to uh to do our part to eliminate the error now the error is always going to exist and mm-hmm. even what i said earlier um uh concerning uh, these voices that's going to come and it's going to bring a correction uh, to these um, out of order operations they're going to bring this correction because the people need to know that this is not right now what right. people choose to do with that after that correction comes is on them mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. because God, yeah. God God's not going to take away our ability to choose to follow after truth and righteousness. He's not going to take that away from right. us. He's going to show it to us, amen, but he's not going to take it away from us. But um, there, there needs to be an understanding, and again, I said this before, that prophetic ministry of uh, being mishandled, being manipulated, being um, used in a way that does not uh, coincide with God's purpose, that has been going on for years, okay? But yeah. now what we've seen when it came to the presidential uh prophecies you know that was just a magnified head as a magnified accumulation of some stuff that had already been off track concerning mm-hmm. uh, prophetic ministry now okay here's the here's the reality the reality is this that those who gave those prophecies concerning the immediate uh re-election uh of the previous president uh, they do need to be questioned. Uh, they mm-hmm. do need to be spoken to. Uh, they need they need to be made accountable for what they said. Um, and and that, and this is where this is where my concern is too. Uh, that, that, that the spirit of pride does not operate in them to where they they can't humble themselves. Because if you want people to respect what you say, then you also have to be able to humble yourself when you're wrong too. So, I agree. And see, this, this is where you being a ministry gift doesn't exempt you from being an error or walking in pride. In fact, you have right. to take even the more earnest heed that you don't get to that point. See, right? See, and so how how can we instruct people in the ways of righteousness when we ourselves refuse to bring ourselves to a place of humility when we just need to say, you know what, I miss it, and then here y'all forgive me, y'all pray for me, um, and and uh, I'm going to. Uh, submit myself to the wisdom of God and to the wisdom of other godly leadership so that way I can get refocused on what the real purpose of uh, the call that God's given me really is. See, that will bring forth more of a respect than this bodacious, uh, well, I know what I heard and, I, and this didn't happen because I'm right. blah, blah, blah. No, you missed it. 
and that's the thing. That's the thing. Um, authority, real authority, must be clothed with humility. Yes. I'm gonna say that's right. Real that's authority has to be clothed in humility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and see, and see what the enemy, and see that's the operation of the enemy too, is to get people so encumbered with uh, being so adamant about, you know, well. I said it and I prophesied it, but this didn't happen because these people. No, 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 because 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 God doesn't double talk, right? God doesn't double talk, and God is not trying to play trickery games with people's lives. He doesn't play trickery games in the affairs of men. That's not how God operates. That's one thing. Another thing is, let me say this. And when it comes to presidential politics, Brother Hagin even talk, told warned the saints about that stuff. These people prophesying who's going to win a, a ball game and stuff like this. Those things are not what the prophetic ministry should be geared towards. Right. And if the truth really be told, for, for, for it to have gotten that low, I'm just going to say it that way, and, and, and whoever gets offended <laughs> by it, it is what it is. Right. For, they, they, for it to have gotten that low lets you know the caliber whereby which we're not allowing the truth of God's operation of prophetic ministry to be held in the in the posture that God intends for it to be. Right. See, that that within itself needs to be examined. Um, and so those brethren need to be talked to, amen, and they need to be given counsel, they need to be corrected and say, brother, you missed it, and, and, and you need to acknowledge that you missed it. You need, you need mm-hmm. to verbally acknowledge it to the body. Ask the body to forgive because you said it publicly. It needs to be corrected publicly. Yeah, I agree. I agree with if that. If it was something that was said behind closed doors on a personal phone conversation, that's one thing. All right. But when right. we have had columns and article columns and, 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 and podcasts and we've had and Instagram some, videos, and- Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and all this stuff has been public widespread viral um, record of these things that you have said concerning this then the same way that you were very intentional about saying what was going to happen you need to have the same intentionality and boldness amen mm-hmm. Praise mm-hmm. God, to be able to stand up and to say you know what I, I missed it y'all pray for me please forgive me See, and and the Bible said, see, the Bible said that God gives grace to the humble, but He resists the yes. pride. He gives grace yes. to the humble. Do we think that that only applies to people that are not in fivefold ministry? Right. Do we think that only applies <laughs> to people that are that 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 are that have no uh, 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 ministry uh, operation? No. No. No, and so nope. so that 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 needs to be that needs to be dealt with. Now I'm not going to say that they don't need to be heard from again. What I do say is they they need they need to be uh, uh, counseled concerning how they got off in that direction to begin with. Did they, did they realize that they were going down the wrong trail? Did they realize right. that they were going down the wrong path? All right, and yeah, uh, did did they take heed to those that were tapping them on the shoulder? And say, hey, you're going, you're going too far. You're, 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 you're going out of order. You're, you're getting out there. Right. You see, sometimes what happens is 
God will send us voices. That's one of the reasons why relationship is so important. Because what happens, yes. the reason why a lot of these people get <laughs> off track, and I know I'm now got gone down a rabbit trail. They get off track because they refuse to listen to voices that will love them enough to say, "Ah, you, you're off in this. You need to, you need to yeah. bring it in. That's not good." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you need to be able to value the voice of those who will be able to kind of reel you in, so that so that you don't make a bigger fool of yourself. Exactly. And everybody the- that you are around. And you can have whatever political persuasion that you want. You know, what I get that. But you believing what you believe politically should not hinder somebody from telling you, okay, I know that you want this and that, okay, and I want it too, but guess what? Uh, you need to kind of you chill with this. You need, yeah, this. exactly. Yeah, yeah, chill I out, agree. Chill, That's chill out with this. The accountability aspect of it gets lost. Right. And, and, and be humble enough to realize that this person has your best interest in heart. You're not trying to shut the mouth of it because that's what they do. You're trying to mm-hmm. shut the mouth of the prophet. You're trying to come against the prophet. That's pride. Yeah, it's so that's stupid. pride. Yeah, that that's ego. That that ain't the anointing. That's your ego. And and and, and, re- and really, what happened? And really, what happened is God wanted didn't want your ego to be deflated in front of the whole world like that. Right. He would have preferred. Yeah, he tried to, to spare conversation behind closed doors, but because. Mm-hmm. You were operating in pride that you that you were called the prophetic. Uh-oh. <laughs> now, 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 now you're gonna now you're gonna have to be taught a, a lesson openly that could have that could have uh, happened privately. So that's so, right. So that's one thing. But then, as I as I was saying last year too, uh, and even at the beginning of this year, that. Um, the presidential prophecies, even though those things should not be said either, they are not as consistent as the voices of prophesying people are going to become millionaires and get rich. Mm, and haven't gotten yeah. rich yet. So you want you want to you want to call out those who were so adamant about uh, uh, um, an immediate reelection of another uh, of a presidential candidate that didn't happen. But you make, but you have nothing to say about these the people that you mentioned, the type of people that you mentioned that are, that have been off and that have been lying and manipulating and conning God's people for years mm-hmm. in the name of the prophetic. Yep. But they're they're okay. They just missed it. They're okay right. as long as they didn't yeah. support a certain presidential candidate. Well, <laughs> if we're if, if, if we're if we're going to use the measuring stick the way it needs to be used, then the same measuring stick that 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 that. Um, causes those uh, that says that those that miss the presidential prophecy uh, is all is the same measure that needs to be able to bring correction to those that have been mishandling prophecy with prophesying people being kind of millionaires and all this other crazy off the wall stuff too been doing it for years and this false operations and this other stuff we, we can't pick and choose which prophecy right. to be corrected we can't do that yeah it has to we, be we, as the, as we the young people that. say you do you to keep that same energy for everybody. You gotta keep, you gotta keep that same <laughs> energy, and it does not mean that it has to be done with in a manner of trying to say, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It it doesn't have to be done in the in, in being distasteful and mean spirited and trying to right. do this extreme finger pointing like, yeah, I'm getting you straight. That's not the spirit that we do it in. Right. But it but it does have to be done in in the right manner. 
so that way uh, the influence of that thing, uh, of that operation, does not continue to stay infectious in the body. And one of the other ways this is going to happen uh, is when, I'm going to be honest with you, some of this stuff, the reason why it's able to stay consistent like it is, is because some of these pastors, some of these pastors mm. continue to let these people come in their churches. They continue yes. to get platforms of this stuff. Yes. See, they continue to get platforms of this yep. stuff. And I'm going to tell you why. And we probably went way over the time frame that you wanted to talk. Uh, but Let's go. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell. You, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Because some of these guys have bitten off more than what they could chew financially, as far as having these churches and these things are concerned. And so now mm-hmm. they got to keep bringing somebody in that's gonna be that's gonna be a money magnet. And wow. they know I that as long that. as they keep getting that the hype. The hype people to come in, the so-called prophesy, the, the shout the people and do all this stuff. And I'm not against shouting. I love to shout for the right reasons. Praise the Lord. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, to get them in, to get them emotionally high, because when people are emotionally high, they can be easily manipulated. Yes, that's right. So I can that's hit right. your wallet when I, when I get you emotionally high. I that's can right. hit your wallet and you will fork out and shell out a whole bunch of money. Yes. And yep. so there are some That's so-called right. pastors that know this. And they, they got to keep the machine have, going. They got to keep the machine going. And so they keep yes. the machine going by bringing in these 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 spiritual charlatans. Mm-hmm. And God's going to hold them just as much accountable as he is these, these, these false operating so-called prophets. Because Listen, they are the gate, they, they, because they are the gatekeepers that keep letting these people in. It's yep, one thing if you don't right. know. I get that. It's one thing you don't know that something's going on. Okay, but when you are aware of it and you don't shut it down and you continue to keep letting it, now, now you're part of the game. You are part yep. of the game now. There's you're so part, much to unpack. Yeah, it's a it's so, a lot to unpack. I didn't mean I, I didn't mean to get I I, I didn't mean no, to get no, no. all that, but we just we just we just went hey. for it. <laughs> Which is, is where it's where it's where we are, it's, and 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 I think you touched on some 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 things that you know just kind of speak to a lot of the illnesses that plague the church. You know, from, and some of these people, uh, a, and some of these people do need to be shut down, and, and they need to be yeah. Challenged. Some of them, I, if, I agree. If, they, if they continue, if they if they're continuously manipulative, and you, and they have a track record. Of not, and when I'm talking about repentance, I'm not talking about, you know, them saying, well, okay, all right, I was wrong. Repentance means that there's a change in their operation. The sign right. that they have accountability is that when they are checked on their behavior, they change immediately. Yes. They yep, change immediately. Things. If they're not changing what they're doing, then I don't care who they claim is their pastor. Because so many people go, so and so is my spiritual father, so and so is my pastor. That's for a so, photo op. It, it ain't for real. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because the it's sign a, that you a, have that real accountability <clears throat> is when you change immediately. You start making adjustments and changes because the voice that you value has brought something to your attention, and you immediately begin to do what's necessary so that way you're right in that area. That's right, and it is. It speaks to you know what what we're, what what you've highlighted and kind of started to uncover is. Really, it comes down to a lack of pastoral leadership by the Spirit that does not, you know, people are not tapping in because you said, like you said, they bit off more than they could chew. 
and they're trying to figure out how they can get out from under and keep you know keep the position that they're in and it's a pride and it makes me think of something that um the book of the book that uh what's the guy's i can't think of the guy's name but he wrote the book the bed of satan and um john bevere yes and he said something in that book he said there are two types of pastors he said there are those that love god and those that love their ministry and i have run into a lot of people that love that you could tell that they love their ministry you could tell the ones that love god and the ones that love their ministry but that is what 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 i'm talking about now that's a that's a that's a totally different that's an altogether different podcast to unpack that to talk about that so yeah this is this is where this is where i'll say okay we'll we'll put a pin in the conversation here because there are yeah. there's some aspects of this that I wanted to touch on that we didn't get to that um I'm hoping that you'll come back again and we can we can kind of pick up a part two to kind of talk about this because I wanted to get into a position of talking about you know how pastors affect and can water down the move of God when it comes to prophetic ministry because the the spirit of jealousy they don't operate in that gift and You've heard stories. I've heard stories about that. I'm not sure if you've experienced that in, along the course of your ministry, where some pastor has kind of hampered you or tried to handcuff you in some kind of way in, in terms of operating. The other thing I wanted to, to touch on that we'll say for the next time we talk is I wanted to really talk about why this rise in popularity of people, you know, being so uh, intrigued by the the gift of prophecy and you have the um, the emergence of all of these schools of the prophet and these people who leave you know they they go to these 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 guys who say come take my six week course and get a certificate and you'll be prophet so and so at the end you know what the, the 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 draw to all of this where people just think automatically that they can you know run to these gifts and just start operating because they took a course that some man came up with uh i wanted to talk because i know several people that have taken these courses and they 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 now you know think that they can operate in prophetic gifts and what's crazy is they're only allowed to operate in the circles that whoever came up with the course these are the circles that they operate in you never see them get invited anywhere outside of those circles they kind of stick within the group of people that they took the class with and so it becomes a uh, you know just this club of you know we're ministering to each other and you know nobody else is being affected so those are things that i want to touch on so I, I i'll ask now will you will you come back and we can talk about that at those aspects of it? yes sir yeah because it's a lot man and I, I i really appreciate you spending the time with me today to kind of start to scratch the surface on you know what prophetic ministry is what it isn't what it should and shouldn't feel like uh and how you can kind of differentiate between you know the authentic and the illegitimate uh we we, we kind of scratched i think we had a i think we did a great job of kind of starting the subject starting the conversation to kind of get uh get it out there and 
uh, I look forward to the next time when we can talk again and kind of really break it, break it open even more uh, and, and go a little bit more in depth. So I appreciate you, man. Tell the people uh, where they can find you on social media, you know, how they can link up with you and, and, and connect with you. Uh, because I'm telling you to, to everybody that's listening, this brother Aaron McCray is somebody that you definitely want to be connected to, uh, and, and on social media. You've heard it here in, in the conversation today. He knows exactly what he's talking about. His conversation is measured. Uh, and, and listen, the proof is in the pudding. You go back and listen to the podcast and you'll hear it. So, you know, tell the people how they can link up with you, brother. Well, if if they want to uh, find me, they can find me on my Facebook page, Aaron McCray, and uh, on there you'll see the different um, uh, things that I have there uh, to be able to uh, uh, get in contact with me. Um, and uh, I don't have a lot of uh, contact information because <laughs> it's not that hard to get a hold of me. I don't know. Right, right. People. Uh, but if they desire to drop me a, a line uh, on uh, on social media, uh, then uh, I would appreciate that, and um, and uh, hopefully that they will be able to be blessed. Uh, they have been blessed by what they've heard today, and that they will be blessed by what they will uh, see uh, when they uh, go to my um, my social media page. Yes, and check him out on Instagram. Instagram is Pentecost forever the number four forever and uh you want to talk about a preaching machine i'm telling you man you <laughs> i love it i love when these videos come up on my feed because i know it's gonna be a good quick word <laughs> it's gonna be a good sound quick word and i appreciate it man so thank you brother so much i really appreciate you uh spending some time with us today on the podcast uh i know we did go a little bit longer than we thought we would but you know, God is good still. I appreciate the time. And uh, I will touch base with you soon. Amen. Thank you, my brother. All right. God bless you, man. Blessings.